one thing I'd quite like to reflect on comes out of that, that multiplicity, which is this business of um, talking beyond one's own discipline and how different it is in different directions. And so Chantal and I and Michael and I come from different disciplines, but it's quite immediate. We, of course, there's all, there always is an issue of words meaning slightly different things in different contexts and a negotiation to be done before one can establish a conversation which means more or less the same to me as it does to the other person. Um, but that kind of interdisciplinarity can work within a conversation. And, and I have hugely enjoyed it. I mean, some of the stuff we're now, Chantal and I are now bouncing back between us around multipolarity, the political problem, problem, problematical nature of a notion of, of smooth space, of a, of a global commune, which... Um, doesn't leave a political possibility of challenging it, doesn't have an outside in that sense. All of those things are ways in which, quite unexpectedly, I found myself very, very closely talking to a political philosopher and finding it works. In conversations with the arts, it's completely different. And I... <laughs> um, and I often don't... I mean, this time I actually did, and I want to talk in a minute about what... I responded to in what you said, but quite often I have conversations and I go away and it's weeks before I know what was going on in them. Or I look at a piece of work and I know that it's been done somehow in conversation and yet it takes me donkey's years before I understand at all where it's coming from somewhere different and yet getting at the same kinds of things that I am. Um, and I'm working at the moment with Patrick Keeler, who's here at the front, and we too, we sometimes have conversations. So I'm sure we both walk away thinking, what was all that about? And then weeks later, can pick it up and carry on. So different, speaking beyond one's discipline in an academic sense is so fundamentally important, beyond all the cries of the, the uh, academic establishment that we should do it, and we should all set up centres, and we should all do interdisciplinary stuff. Beyond all that... It's intellectually and politically important that we do it. And all, the only point I wanted to make was how different it can be in different kinds of dialogue. And that some take, take off just like that, and some take a long, long time to mature into some kind of mutual intelligibility. But all of them, sit for, that in my experience, have been utterly uh, productive. Just wanted to make one point about our work together. Because I think it has been, as you said, Oliver, very much about um, the integration of space and time, trying not to think them separately, because so often they're counterposed. And in particular, space is often thought of as the dimension without time. And that's one of the things I've been trying to uh, dispel from our imagination for a long, long time. So I think both of the things I wrote with you are about, one of them is called Sometimes of Space. Um, but they're all about the way in which, I mean, space isn't just this flat surface of dead things, like Foucault said. You know, Foucault also criticizing the notion that it's the, 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 the fixed and the dead. Space is this, in my way of thinking about it. It's a cut through the myriad of stories that are going on at any one moment. What I call it in, in, in for space is a simultaneity of stories so far. So it's the fact that at this very moment something's happening in Afghanistan that we'll learn about on the, the news in the morning, that at this very moment 
it's beginning to get light in the Arctic. At this very moment, people are getting up in Venezuela to start on another day of trying to build a new society. And it's that simultaneity of the spatial, but a simultaneity utterly imbued with temporality, which is one of the things that I've been getting at, and which is one of the things that, as Chantal said, makes, uh, that I've been going on about, makes it into the dimension of the social. It's space that's the dimension that presents us with the other and therefore presents us with the challenge of living together. And I really hadn't quite picked up what Mike said about politics and the quality of these relations. I'd been thinking about it in a much more kind of global and interplace sense. And when you said that, and knowing where you're coming from in terms of your disciplinary affiliations, I just thought how general a, um, a concept that is, but also how important it is at this moment that we should really be insisting on this. Um, because we are once again at a moment, at some kind of conjunctural moment. Jamie spoke about the moment of spatial divisions of labor, the, the moment of World City. It was only 30 years. And yet that period has been the period of the dominance of what in short time we call neoliberalism. And it permeated all of life. That was the moment of the kind of relationality as non-relationality, relationality as individualism. And I think what might give us hope is, is the brevity of that period. It seems, I mean, that's the nature of hegemonies. They stop us thinking that there are alternatives. They get so inside our minds that we forget how deep, but it's an utterly deep common sense that we have been asked to and have uh, imbibed. So to remember that it was brief, to remember that back in the 50s we thought completely differently, that equality wasn't a dirty word, that Keynesian, Keynesianism was obvious, and the state was uh, a, a good, a public good. Um, but also to remember, and this takes me to Ken, just how contested was the establishment of that neoliberal dominance over the last 30 years. I mean, the, when we were battling away in the GLC, I don't think we... Well, I didn't know just what a cataclysmic decade that was. Um, about, I, I didn't quite grasp the enormity of what was going on that, they, that we were up against, that it was a real conjunctural moment in which a new social settlement was being established. And it's that that has imploded now. And as Michael said, the difference is that that, that settlement of the... Uh, that moment of the 1980s was provoked by, in a sense, the victory of forces of the left. I mean, the, the growth of social democratic forces, the success of trades union wage, wage demands and so forth had pushed to a point where there had to be some kind of confrontation, and there was. And therefore, there were social forces to be embattled. And we in the cities and others in the coalfields were part of those social forces. What's happened now, as Michael said, is, is quite, quite different that it's a, an implosion of their model. And we don't at this moment have the social forces kind of ready to do anything about taking that moment forward. Um, and yet there are things that are happening. And there's huge discontents. I mean, right across Europe, and I mean, the, the latest places to, to erupt have been Guadeloupe and Martinique. There's huge things going on. And that's where I think... Just to return to Chantal, that is exactly where we need to be thinking about a relation of politics, of building chains of equivalence. 
those discontents in Greece, in Latvia, in France, in Guadeloupe, all sparked by different things, all in a sense against a similar frustration but could so easily be turned against each other. There isn't a natural affinity or a natural alliance between them. And one of the things I think we can do as journalists and academics and public intellectuals and artists is try and construct um, a different narrative because at the moment this is an economic crisis. And I think what we have to do is turn it into a political crisis, one which brings together all those discontents and tries to weave a narrative that poses a challenge to the fundamental ways in which this society has gone wrong, the kind of thing that Ken was talking about, and tries to build connections between those discontents that enable us to look forward to, to a different kind of future. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.